Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show, everyone. Jessica Stevens here, your host of I Just Blank Now What the Podcast. So excited. We are in the final stretch here of the show for this season. There is a lineup of some amazing guests as we wrap up these final final couple months. And let me tell you, they are goodies. Okay, so I'm just going to jump straight into it because we got a we got a big show today. And my guest is Michelle Goodridge and she is coming on the podcast today to talk about being packaged out, <laughs> which is you know, I giggle, but you know what? I've been somebody who's been laid off many times in my career, three times in four years, actually. And in the moments, it is like the most god-awful, gut-wrenching, horrible experience. But if you let it sit for a second, it truly is a really good thing. I always say life is always better on the other side of, the, of a layoff. And so Michelle is, you know, coming on and sharing her story of getting packaged out of her job that she had been at for 23 years. Okay, so this is this is not the average tenure at a company. This is like, you know, she was close to hitting that quarter, that 25 year mark, and she was packaged out because some big changes came down in her organization. So she's going to be sharing what that felt like and what she did and how she moved forward from that experience. So here is a little bit about Michelle. She has 23 years of experience in the real estate franchising industry, working with the chairman, president, and co-founders of the Remax Integra and Remax Europe, which are the largest sub-franchisers under the Remax umbrella. Michelle is an international speaker and has spoken at various real estate conventions around the world, moderated women's leadership panels, and was a panelist on the TREB 100 Women in Real Estate Task Force events, and just to name a few. During her tenure with Remax, Michelle was the co-founder of REAL, Remax Empowering Ambitious, Ambitious Ladies, a global community of women supporting and, and challenging women to be the best versions of themselves. This group was a catalyst for her launching Real MG, Real Estate Empowering Ambitious Ladies Management Group, allowing all women in the real estate industry, regardless of brand, to participate in this evolving movement. Real MG also provides real estate consulting and a platform for women investing in real estate to create wealth. So without further ado, let's get to the now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hey friends, have you ever had that I just feel so bloated, now what moment? <laughs> Me too, and that's when I reach for my Greens Gut Glow Drink. Yep, I can sip my way to healthier looking skin, support my digestive system, and get an extra scoop of greens all in one bundle that helps me de-bloat. This nutritious trinity includes three of my favorite Arbonne nutrition products, Be Well Superfood Greens, Gut Health Digestion and Microbiome Support, and Skin Elixir Collagen Support. I drink this every day. The greens, just one scoop of this versatile vegan superfood powder, delivers a blend of 36 fruits and vegetables in each serving for a boost of greens, featuring fiber, photonutrients, along with a natural deep green color courtesy of blue-green algae derived from spirulina, chlorelia, wheatgrass, and barleygrass. Just one scoop provides me with the benefits of eating a full color spectrum of fruits and vegetables. Minding my gut's microbiome is a must, and this delicate balance of bacteria helps support favorable gut flora. Designed to support the benefits of a healthy diet, 
This plant-powered natural health product mixes easily with water, so its blend of probiotics and enzymes can work synergistically with my body to help support gastrointestinal health. Its ingredients include inulin from chicory root and 3 billion CFUs of Bacillus coagulant probiotics, plus enzymes that act as a digestive aid. This natural health product helps support favorable gut flora while helping to digest proteins and contains ginger, which traditionally used in herbal medicine to help relieve digestive upset. For the glow, I'm sipping my way to healthier looking skin. This acai or dragon fruit flavored vegan natural health product features antioxidant vitamin C to help in collagen formation to maximize healthy bones, cartilage, teeth, and gums, silicone and biotin to support healthy hair, skin, and nails, and a blend of sea buckthorn fruit extract, pine bark extract, and vitamin C for antioxidants. This vegan natural health product provides beneficial ingredients for my skin, hair, and nails. So head to jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and use promo code ARBON10 to get 10% off your Greens Gut Glow Bundle. That's jessicastevenstoronto.arbon.com and promo code ARBON10 gets you 10% off. Or just click the link in the show notes and get your Greens Gut Glow Bundle all in one click. Well, hello, Michelle. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Nice to be here. Nice to see you too. And I love all the brightness and the pink and like the branding. You're so on point. I'm glad we're connecting now to get your story out there. We've been chatting a little bit on and off for quite a while. So I'm glad that the stars aligned and it's all coming together now. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yes. And uh, yeah. So we're we're excited to be here, actually. I love this. I love your podcast. I think it's fabulous. I love the name of it. I'm just like, yeah. People always think that this is, this happened to me. Now what? Right? Yeah, that's, Perfect. that's exactly. That's the thing that resonates so much with so many people. So you also have a story that I know is going to resonate with a lot of people because it is something that is happening quite a bit. And that's, I just got packaged out. Now what story? Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I think over the last few years too, was many, many a package was delivered to people, loyal employees like yourself. We're going to get into your story in a second, but mm-hmm. before we do that, I always love for guests to share a little bit about themselves in their own words that they want people to know about you. Cause obviously I just read your lovely bio, right? But okay. like, what do you want people to know about like Michelle? Oh man, that is such a hard question. It's like, do you really talk about yourself? It's so weird when you talk about yourself. It's so much easier to talk about other people and, you know, go through their list of accolades. But when you have to turn in the mirror on yourself and and talk about yourself, you're like, oh, you know, what I'd like people to really know about me is that I'm all about supporting people. Mm-hmm. And in particular women, because I'm a woman and I can relate to women and I know what they're going through. And I genuinely do care, you know, for me, it's not, it's not something for me to get ahead. I'm mm-hmm. always well-intentioned and I genuinely care about people. And it's, it's always been, that's always been my, my, personality. I've always been very caring. It's interesting. People see me as really vibrant and outgoing and lots of fun. I got the nickname at one point, you know, good times, good ridge. And that's always resonated with me and others when they see me, they're like, Hey, Michelle, they're just so happy. Mm -hmm. But what they don't know about me is when I was growing up, I was quite a shy child (laughs) growing up. And I'm not sure when the switch went over, but mm-hmm. I think that it's it's not a forced, it's not a forced way of being extroverted, but I discovered lo- a long time ago that I needed to be more outgoing um, because I really feel like I have something to offer people. So that really is, is it for me. I don't have any kind of deep, deep,
deep meaning to myself, but I want people to know about me that I genuinely do care. And, you know, I think caring and kindness is like, I was just going to success. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, I think that, you know, being kind, there's just a sense of warmth that comes through Mm -hmm. when you're kind, you're changing that energy and it's contagious. So, um, absolutely. And it's, and it's attractive and that is likely, you know, what served you in your career for so long was caring about other people, being kind and, and why you, you know, grew in this organization for, for decades. So let's get to this. That's like, that's a nice segue into the story here because, you know, you are, I guess in the current times, a rare bird in the sense of you, you started your career uh, many decades ago with one brand, one company, and you stayed there for how many years? How long were you with that brand? I was there 23 years. Okay. Like almost a quarter century. So yeah, yeah, it's a long time. A long time. So yeah, yeah, you were with them for 23 years. Tell us a little bit about like you, like when you first started with them and like a little bit about your time over those 23 years up until the point where you you got the big shock and you got packaged out. Yeah. So that's, that's good. That's a good segue in. So what I went to university, I did all the regular things that we're supposed to do, get a good mm-hmm. education, get into a good company, work your way up. That was always my plan from the get go. I went to university, I got my degree in sociology. I actually thought I was going to become a lawyer. And, you know, I wrote the LSAT. I, you know, spoke with people about being in law. I even worked for lawyers. And I think the clincher for me that I wasn't going to pursue that, that path was mm-hmm. I worked for lawyers. And I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to, that's not going to happen. Not on this watch. It just wasn't for me. And, and then I just focused on getting into a really good company. So my twenties, I was you know, working, I actually worked for several companies before I landed at Remax and I interviewed and I loved it. I loved the, my direct report. I loved the whole culture of it. Everybody knew the brand. I love real estate. And I just thought, wow, this is, this is super cool. But it was one of those things where I'm even surprised myself that I was there you know, 23 years, because I just thought, I'm going to do this for a little bit, get some experience here and move on to the next place. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a 20s mentality, right? And maybe even more of a for, for thinking mentality, because today, you know, the generation that we have, they don't stick around. They're just like, okay, got I got what I needed. I'm, I'm going to move on to the next. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just... I I got into a really good place and I loved it. I loved the people I was working with. I loved the work I was doing. It was very diversified. I wasn't bored. That's a big thing with me. I get bored really easily. And I mastered the role. I just, there was always something different about it. And the network, the people I was meeting, they were just you know, there's a lot of them are still my friends today, you know, and that, that says a lot, right. When you're in the, in the, in a space where you feel valued and you feel like you're really part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. So after 23 years, you're at the start of something and at, well, at the end, (laughs) in my case, at the end, So, so I really, I really loved it. I I just loved being there and I love the business. I thought it was fabulous. And this is why I stayed for so long, basically. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The the industry of real estate is, while there was like a lot of repetition, obviously, in what you, you guys were doing, it was always different and always changing because you know, times are changing, markets changing, people are changing, agents were coming and going, right? So it technology. wasn't like technology, all the things. So even yeah. though, yes, you were like, yeah, it's it's the same role that you were kind of doing over those 23 years for the most part. It was all there was always advancement, there was always learning, there was always so it kept it fresh and Absolutely. and new for you. Yes, yeah, yeah. And the the a big part of my role was working with our European network. 
and that just brings a, a whole other layer of cool to it, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I love traveling. So for me, it was right up my alley. I was able to travel overseas and meet with all of these different people, different cultures, different languages. And that for me really kept it interesting. So, so you've got these, these layers, even though I was based here in Canada, I was pretty global and, Mm -hmm. and that helped keep me really, really engaged and interested. Yeah. And, and I guess you had no intention of changing or leaving or, you know, anything when that kind of bomb bomb got dropped on your desk. So like, let's go to that, that moment when you found out that, oh my gosh, like, what do you mean? I'm not going to be here anymore. What was that like for you? What was the scenario? Well, it wasn't quite, quite like that. It wasn't really a bomb. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Cause I know, I know a lot of people get bombed. Yes. A lot of people get bombed. And because of the position I was in, I was privy to a lot of information before the hammer was dropped. So in a way it gave me time to prepare. So that's the beauty or the silver lining of, you know, I just got packaged out now what? So I was able to experience it from a little bit different. Okay. So it wasn't quite oh my gosh, you know, but it's still when it actually does happen, it's, it's final, right? It's like, you know, I figured, okay, this is happening, but I think that, you know, I've got some good skills here that maybe they'll, you know, keep me on and move me somewhere else. Right. And when that didn't happen, it was hard. It was really hard at first because you're used to something for two decades it's part of your life. It's part of who you are, whether we like it or not. It's we, we do identify or, or feel like what we do is who we are. And that's, that's the hard part to get around. Like, you know, you're not going to the, to that office anymore. You're not going to see the, the friends that you've made in that office anymore. Everything's going to be completely changed. Another silver lining of it was the fact that we were in COVID and we were working from home and that there wasn't a lot of people in the office. So we were, it was, it was an interesting time because we were in this, this phase and then it was the, the company was being sold. So it was, it was kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was shocking at the end, mm-hmm. but the transition out wasn't so much, if you get what I mean, because we hadn't already, we weren't together for. Yeah. It would have been very different if you guys were still in the office every day, doing the lunches, doing things, seeing each other. And then all of a sudden exactly. you pack up your box and you walk out of the office and then you never exactly. go back. Exactly. Exactly. So, so in that sense, it was a good thing. (laughs) You had already started weaning yourself off of those daily interactions. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're into 18 months of that by the time, you know, Mm -hmm. it happened. So, so it was, it was shocking, but again, I had the privilege of preparing myself. Yeah. Because you had a little bit of that insider information that this sale was, the sale was pending. And that could mean that some of us are not staying. That's right. That's right. Okay. So it's not as bad as others have experienced, but it's still. Yeah, but it's still, still that's, it's still life-changing. It's still you being with a, a company and a brand and, and, a, and a work family for 23 years and then yeah. being said, all right, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> what did you do in those first days and weeks after like your last day and getting packaged out. You know what? I, just before I say that, you know, it was really bittersweet was me clearing out my office because I'd been in the same office for so long. And it was so interesting when I was cleaning out files and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember this. 
from, you know, 1999. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was like going down memory lane. It was something I needed to do. It was all part of the process. So when I, after uh, leaving, after my last day, I just really wanted to take some time off. I just didn't want to do anything. I wanted to just really go away, get my head really, really clear about what I wanted to do. I, I did have an idea of what I wanted to do, but I really wanted to take some rest. It was a long process and I was exhausted, like mentally exhausted. I just couldn't think of anything else to do. I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump into anything, you know, and regret it. I really wanted to take that time. So I took off probably about two months. One of those months I spent in my favorite country in the world, Portugal. I spent a month there and I toured around with a very dear friend of mine who's actually Portuguese as well. And we went for an entire month and, you know, it was busy. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't as restful as I thought it would be. We were all over the place and you think 30 days a month is a, is a long time to be anywhere. It went by like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and during that time we were supposed to figure things out for myself. Well, that really didn't happen. Yeah. Because you were just consumed with all of the things and absorbing, you know, a new different culture and the food and the sites and like, yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot of journaling time for you, I guess. No, and I know a lot of people in Portugal. So we were being invited out. We could have been out every single day if we wanted to. So it was a really busy time, but I needed it. I I loved it. I needed that that feeling of, you know, everything's going to be okay. I still Mm -hmm. have all these people here and I've got the support I need. And, you know, I was in somewhere that was beautiful, that I loved being. And for me, it was therapeutic. And, you know, two days before we were leaving, I'm like, okay, I need to figure something out. I, I was this was my time to figure something that out. That was the purpose of this trip, right? Yeah. So, you know, I quickly put something together. I put a video out and said, I'm coming back. We're doing something. And I'm going to have more information for you soon. And I just wanted to set the stage just to let people know that I was I was coming back. I hadn't gone anywhere. Um, you know, I had all sorts of plans to still support them in my own way. Right. So that's really what what I did afterwards. And then I came back to Canada and I took a couple more weeks and I got myself sorted. You know, you just start one foot in front of the other, step by step, slowly, a little bit slower than I'd like to have been. I've always been very go, go, go. So this pace was very hard for me to get used to, but I really needed to take that time and do it the way it needed to be done so that I could roll it out the way it needed to be rolled out. So, and that was basically it. Yeah. So you, you kind of made that decision that, okay, I am not going to go and work for somebody else. Absolutely. After this, I've been packaged out. I I've gotten a little bit of an, an an egg, (laughs) right. A little, a little seed money. I'm going to use that and invest and start your own thing. Yeah. Um, so what was that thought process for you? Because I know there's so many people out there right now in a, maybe a similar situation of like, I just got packaged out. I've been with this company for, you know, 10 years, five years, whatever it is. I got a little something. Do I, you know, turn around and jump back and in, into a new, the job hunt, right? Or do I, do I not? So what was that thought process for you in deciding like, do I want to work for somebody else again? and go back and be part of an amazing team or, or, or what do I want to do? What was that like for you? For me, how I came to the decision was I thought, okay, this is going to be my last chapter. (laughs) Like I'm at that age. I'm at that stage that I didn't want to start over somewhere else, working for someone else, building somebody else's company. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, 
if I'm going to do anything, I want to do it for myself. I want to do something that, that I'm really going to resonate with. And I'm going to be able to impact people the way that I want to be able to do that. I didn't want to be put in a box. I didn't want to be told, no, you can't speak with that person because they don't belong to our company or our brand, or they've left our company. You can't speak with that person. You know, I wanted to be able to be in control of, of who I work with and what I do. And the only way to do that is to build it yourself. And, you know, you can say that, you know, but you're older, why would you want to even bother? But that's the thing. It's not a bother when it's something that you're doing for yourself and that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. It's never a bother, right? It's it's something that's going to fulfill you. It's purposeful. Yes, it would be easier, maybe not easier to go and, and start again and work with an, a team and all of that. And that's not to say that that will never happen, mm-hmm. but because you never say never, but it, in order for me to do that, it would have to really align with my core values at this stage in my life. And if it doesn't align with, with what I want to be doing, then I, I need to go and create that myself. There's a, there's a, there's a, a quote from a really great woman that I know she's actually a member of my, my company. And she says, if they don't invite you to their stages, you create your own and you invite them. And I love that. I love that quote, because, you know, build it yourself. If you can't find what you're looking for out there, then build it yourself. Kind of like what you did. (laughs) Very much like what I did. So for you, it was pretty clear because you, you already had like this nugget of an idea that was already planted that you would had already started germinating and creating where you were. And you're like, let me just transplant that out. And like, you know, Michelle, Michelle branded and make it pink. Yeah. Pink and blue. Yes. Make it, make it pink. So that's great. So for, did, was that like clear for you or did you kind of like him and ha decision? What, you know, did any fear creep in? Did any doubt creep in? How did you kind of like combat that? Or did anyone come and tell you, Michelle, you're crazy. Listen, if I were to, if I were to tell you that there weren't, wasn't any fear creeping in or the naysayers, I would be lying full stop. And Mm -hmm. absolutely it was, it was fearful and I wasn't sure how it was going to, to come about, but you're right. I had already planted the seeds. So when I was with Remax, I had already created a women's networking group for the brand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that made me, or was a sign that I was on the right path was I would receive messages from some of the women that were part of the network that I was creating in the brand. And, and it was during COVID. So we know that COVID was just so hard for so many you know, people's mental health was affected. So during the pandemic, I had created um, Zooms. We we kept in touch through Zoom like everybody else. And, you know, I would get messages from some of the women that were on the Zooms. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that we have this network that we can tap into. It's, you know, it's it's talked me off the ledge. You know, I've thought about just leaving the industry and, just, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And, and having this, this network that, you know, can keep me focused and I can listen to some of the things that they're going through that I can relate to has really helped me. And, and then some of the, the women had actually left the brand. And one of the things that they, they said to me was, Oh, it was a really hard decision to leave the brand. But what's really, what I'm really going to miss is the fact that I can't be part of the network anymore. And that for me was like, okay, you know, this is bigger than just this one brand. I think that what I can do is keep doing this, providing this platform, this, this service for women 
across the board. You know, that way I can impact more women and have more women involved in it. And real estate's pretty broad, right? It's it's for it's for anybody real, real, real MG, which stands for Real Estate Empowers Ambitious Ladies Management Group. Also, people have said to me, hey, what does the MG stand for? And I'm like, well, it stands for management group, but that's also my initials. <laughs> So it's kind of weird how that happened. I didn't even think about it at the time. And somebody said, hey, does does MG stand for your initials? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it does. Oh, yeah, I, that's where I went instantly because I, I know your name. I'm like, all so right, how yeah. fun is that, right? So when I was creating that that brand, I was like, like, it's so weird how the universe kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it stands for management group. But there's also that that relation to my my initials, Michelle. Yeah, right. So so when I when I was hearing these these comments from women, I thought, you know what, I can do this and just open it up. Just open it up. It's an opportunity for me to just open it up, impact more women, get more women, support more women, get more women on board you know, coming together, networking with each other, referrals all over the world. You know, I can go anywhere in the world and I know somebody like who doesn't want a local guide when you go somewhere, because that's where you're going to see the best things about a place is having the locals where the locals go. And what better way to know that than having a local, local contact. So I just thought this is bigger than just this one brand. I'm going to open it up. And, and for me, it was, yeah, I was, I was afraid, but I knew that I had support. I knew that there were people that were part of the group originally that really wanted to support me and succeed mm-hmm. and see me succeed, you know? And that's the thing with women. I, I think that, you know, let's take away some of the competition and all of that other stuff. Of course there are that, but I find women like to to help each other if they can, if they can, if they feel supported, they want to support others. That's just my, that's my experience with women. I know that others haven't had quite the same, mm-hmm. but that's the thing with my particular group. I want everyone to feel supported and feel valued and showcased and they can talk about anything. And they're not going to be ridiculed. That's the whole point of the group. I want people, I want women to, to feel like they're seen. They're seen. They belong to something. And whatever they choose to do, they're going to have that support because you need that inspiration. So I have been blessed with inspiration from women, support, encouragement, mentorship. So many women that... I know that have just been, they've just really extended themselves out. They really want to see this work. They really want to see me succeed. And that's, that for me has taken the fear away of anything that I've kind of thought in the back of my mind, but I'm not going to lie. It's, it's challenging. It is definitely challenging. As you know, mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur as well. And it can be really tough times some days but you just gotta, you know, pull up your socks and get to work and however slow it is to, to see results, just know that they're coming. Yeah. Like Rome wasn't built in a day. And it's interesting. One more point I want to make, you know, we look at, at, at people that are out there and we think, wow, look at how successful those people are. And, oh my gosh, I, I need to be like that person. There's that comparison But what we don't think about is they had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. We're just seeing the fruits of what they've built, but we don't stop to think they were once where I'm at. Most likely nobody starts and there's like a complete hit right off the bat. Right. So I even look at Oprah, for instance, look at Oprah's rise. Did, Did she ever think she would be like this worldwide wide phenomenon? No. She just liked talking to people and she cared and she cared, which is where I want to circle back to of, you know, your opening of 
you know, what you wanted people to know about you is that, you know, you, you really want to support and care and help people that is like embedded in who you are, Michelle, but also embedded in the, the MG of this brand that you've built. And I think that's what really attracts people to you and, and want to be part of the community that you're, you're building because that kindness and that caring filters through. And that's the thread that everyone is like desperately pulling on because they want to be part of. So And if I can't help you myself, I will work very hard to find someone that can't. So I'm not going to say I'm the jack of all trades, but, you know, I have a lot of connections and I'm going to help you to, to reach your goals and feel supported and that you're on the right path too. Mm Because we do need that. We really do need that. You need that tribe of people behind you or team, if you want to call it, you know, my team is, is not so exclusive, but it's, it's vast. Right. And I think that when you provide that type of support, it's contagious because they want to pay it forward as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much there that why would you, for instance, for someone who's been in the real estate industry or any industry for that matter, for a, a, a long time, why would you want to help someone who's just starting out? Why would you make them go through all of those, those struggles tri- and pains that you went through, right? Yeah. When you can, you can Fast share that. it. Yeah. Like, let me, let me, let me, let me help you. A, let me, let me remove some of these potholes that I fell in. Yeah. Let you. me tell let you me what in. not to do and save you a lot of time. Right. So I just think that I think as human beings, it is in us to pay it forward, mm-hmm. you know, because it just, it helps everybody at the end. There's for me, there's enough for everybody out there you know, what's meant for you is not going to, to pass you by. Yeah. So, you know, having a, a scarcity mindset, that's another thing I, I try as much as I can. I'm not perfect, but I really, I really try not to focus on the scarcity of things and being fearful is a scarcity thing, right? It's, it's a scarcity mindset and you're like, oh my gosh, it's interesting. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about, they were scared that, that they might fail, but they were also scared that they might not. It's true. There are so many people who the fear is actually on the success side and not the failure side. Cause they're like, well, what do I do if I, this actually works? Like how, it changes their whole life, all the things. That's what they're actually scared of is the change that success will actually bring them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's crazy. Yeah, it's so it's, crazy. It's very strange. It's so crazy. Yeah. I love the fact that you talked about like supporting, but mentoring and this, you know, new generation of, of agents and women coming up and just having mentorship because yeah. that is something that I think there needs to be more of and just, you know, passing on the, the, the knowledge and the baton and the torch and, or whatever it is and sharing it. So, yeah, I, I love the community that you've built. I think that was definitely yeah. the, the right thing for you to do. And I love what you said of like, you know, this is, this is my final chapter, you know, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that Michelle personally, but I love the fact that you saw the, you know, the potential of this, this might be my final chapter. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend it. Yes. Serving somebody else. I want to do my own. Whereas somebody else might have the complete flip side of that, of being like, I'm of a certain age. This is my last, probably, you know, kick at the can kick. I'm going to play it safe. And I'm just going to go and settle in somewhere and, you know, do my last run because, you know, they may be young enough right now still to be able to get into a position or something and then, you know, and, and write it out. Or do you go out on the skinny branch and do it for yourself? And I love the fact that you chose to do it for yourself. And I think more people need to realize that, you know, forties and fifties and even sixties, those decades are 
prime lifetime that you can do so much with. Yeah, for sure. You know, what's interesting though, even though I said, this is my last, last kick at the can, this is for this phase of my life. I think that we also need to change the mindset around the last bit, the retiring, all of those things. As far as I'm concerned, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I will never retire, mm-hmm. right? Why do you have to be retired in order to start enjoying the fruits of your labor for the no, past? Start forever? enjoying them now. <laughs> exactly. And I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to make it to the retirement age. You don't know that. So mm-hmm. why are you waiting to live? You should live while you're living. And I think there's a really, there's a real delicate balance between that. And I think for our, our mental health, you have to have that balance because if nothing else, this pandemic has shown us is that life is super short. Don't waste it doing something that you really don't want to do. Now, I know some people aren't as, as fortunate as I am. You know, one of the, one of the first calls that I had was to my financial advisor, Mm -hmm. you know, to say, Hey, these are the scenarios. How does that work out for me? And, you know, lucky for me, I would be fine not doing anything. I'm very fortunate that way, mm-hmm. but for my mental health, do I just want to be sitting around doing nothing? No, I've got a lot more to, to offer and I'm going to do it. But once I get to the point where it's not enjoyable, it's tedious, and it is really work and it becomes toxic, I'm out. I don't know that I'm out fully. Maybe I'll do something else. I don't know. Right. There's a lot that's, there's a lot to think about when you're, when you're trying to make a decision like that, when you you're packaged out, but I was prepared. I was prepared. I was prepared either way. So, you know, if they hadn't packaged me out and there was something I would have, created something really good in that space. But I do think that, you know, sometimes the setback is actually a setup for Mm -hmm. something else. So love it. it. I got to go with that. Yeah. (laughs) So for anyone who is just received a package or they think one is looming or one is coming or there's the potential on the table for, for that to happen to them, whether they've been with a company for, you know, five years, 10 years, or, you know, a couple of decades like you, what, what sage guidance and advice do you have for some people facing this similar situation in their own life? Obviously their own circumstances are very different from yours. They could have a family, they could be, you know, whatever, but what would you say to somebody who literally just got their envelope? What I would say to anybody that's in a similar situation as me or is being packaged out, I think that they really need to take the time, take the time and think, really think about what they want to do next. And, you know, sometimes when you're packaged out and in some people's circumstances, they can't afford not to not be working, but Sometimes if you don't take the time, you end up being somewhere you you don't want to be. And that's, that is an awful, awful feeling really. But my, my advice is to take the time and really figure out what you want, what you want. Take everything that you, you learned from working for this company. You know, some people are super, super bitter and I'm not going to, you know, deny that, but some people are really bitter and they just, they can't get over it and that's going to hold you back. But I think that you really have to look internally and think to yourself, okay, this has happened to me. What is the universe trying to tell me? You know, and if you have the luxury, take the time and find something that's really going to help you to be the best person you can be right? Like, do you want to leave somewhere? You know, in some cases, people are packaged out and they just, they're like, oh my God, thank God. Finally. 
it, it was the thing that they were praying for is that package, you know? Finally, because I guess they've already thought, you know, if this happens, I'm, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. So there's that side of it, but then there's the side where you are a bit shocked and you're like, okay, what am I going to do now? Right. But I really think that you do have to sit back and take the time and be around people who are supportive. There's, there's so much to be said. Don't get around the negative Nellies, people that are like, oh my God, you know, then they make it 10 times worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Try to be around people who are supportive of you and can just even just to hang out. You don't even have to talk about it if you want to, of course, but you need to be around people that are, 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 you know, really optimistic about the future because nothing can be worse than being around somebody and go, Oh my God, you know, what do you, what like, are you going to do? You, and you need that job. You needed that job. You can't do anything else. That's the worst. That would be the worst, I think. And, you know, even if you don't know exactly what you want to do, try and take some courses. Speak, speak, to, speak to people that might be in a field that you want to dabble in. Listen to your podcast. <laughs> Always a good plug there, right? Yeah. Listen to your podcast, like just, just be around people, get around people that maybe are doing what you'd like to be doing. You know, it's interesting. People will, you know, when you're looking for a mentor, it's good to have a mentor, but make sure that when you're asking for someone to, to mentor you, that they've got the time and space for that because people are flattered right? When you, you think they're an expert in something, they're like, oh, okay. But you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to go to them and have them building this new life for you. Like ask really good questions that you're going to be able to act on. Like they want to provide you with information, but they want to see you actually implementing it. Mm -hmm. Not just wasting their time, talking, 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 and not doing anything. So that's, that's a thing for, for mentorship, but I just think you just need to surround yourself with positive people and, you know, take your time, just take as much time as you need. Yeah. Those are some good nuggets. Yeah. You've got to take the time because, you know, I I remember your story, even when you were telling me about your story and you took the time, you really took the time and you reflected and thought, yeah, this isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can tell your story and I don't need to tell your story, but you, I think from what I got from when we spoke, you took the time to really figure out that, yeah, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I've got what I need and I'm going to apply it somewhere else for myself. In the immediate, no, I needed to like find the job and pay the bills. But yes, that gave me like the foresight to been like, all right, I don't want to be in this position ever again. I don't want ever to have my be in a situation where someone else is going to decide, am I working today or not? Yes. And that comes back to what I said earlier about being able to work with who I want to work with and what I want to work on. Mm -hmm. I don't want people telling me what to do. And I think that honestly comes with age. It comes with age. It comes from experience and it comes for really seeing what it's like out there. Cause it, this can be pretty ugly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with me. Yeah, I thank you for having provide me. so much, you know, nuggets of helping people figure out their own now, now what situation. So where do you like to hang out? Where can people find you? You know, do you got I'm, something going on right now that you want to share with people and invite? Oh, people I have. Or? Oh my goodness. You know, we started the year and we have some events coming up. Our uh, first big event, we're going to Southwestern Ontario. So I'm really super excited about that. We're going to London, April the 6th. It's a full day event that we're having. And then I'm also coll- doing a lot of collaborations this year. So my first collaboration is the Empowered Women Woman Tour, and that's coming in June, June 15th. And I'm doing that in collaboration with the Buzz Conference. 
So we're working on some other things. I'm hoping to be in London, England in September. And I had the privilege of doing a women in real estate event in conjunction with my dear friend and founding member of Real MG in Lisbon last September. So I was really excited about that. So we're going to try and do something like that. And we're planning to do something like that in London, England in September. And, And then there's some other conferences that are coming up later on in the year that I'll be participating in and speaking at. And I do do different little workshops for my members and friends, guests, invited guests throughout the year. And yeah, so I'm just trying to stay busy and get out there and talking to people. I was at, I was telling you earlier today that I was at a conference yesterday. It was a real estate conference and it was showcasing our young, young guns. So it's for 35 and under. Mm -hmm. Uh, those successful agents. And it was interesting that you said about sharing, you know, sharing what you know, because one of the, one of the moderators was saying, the older gentleman was saying, man, I wish when I was your age, that we had opportunities in networking and educational sessions and conferences like this, where we all got together Mm -hmm just shared our best practices and yeah. that's what it's all about. I love it. Love it. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. And, and where do you like to hang out? What social platform is your, oh, I'm on all the platforms. I personally like to hang out on TikTok, which okay. is a real problem. <laughs> I don't know if you're on TikTok. If you're not, don't go on there. Cause it's highly, highly addictive. I was told not to go on there, but I did. And I'm hooked. But I am on all platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and mostly on TikTok. I I hang out mostly on Facebook, but I'm slowly switching over to Instagram a little bit more now. And uh, yeah, I've got a website, real-mg.com. Check me out there. And we update it every single month with all our events that are coming up. And I have a quarterly magazine that I do. So that's super fun. Our members are able to submit articles and talk about their services, what they offer. So it's it's a great opportunity for them to showcase themselves. And uh, that's it, really. Excellent. All right. So we will see her on the socials, my friends. So thank you, Michelle. And everybody, if this episode resonated with you, please give it a like, a share, leave a comment. We love those. And if you know somebody who's going through something similar, please, please, please share this episode with them because it just might help them figure out their own. Now what? All right, everyone. (laughs) And we will see you next week for another episode of I Just Blank. Now what? Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank? Now what? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own now what questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.